this is either number one, three, two, or four of this week's offerings. Yes. Or this next yep. fortnight's offerings, depending on which way we do things. It's Danny Boyle's debut. And I think it's also Ewan McGregor's debut. Yes. Right. Okay. Shallow Hal. Yeah. Or Shallow Grave. Shallow Grave. This was the sequel, yeah. Darker. Or story. Train Spotting 0.5 or something like that. I think it starts off with a bit of a banging tune and some sort of montage kind of intro. And then it goes straight into... It's that typical Danny Boyle thing of like the POV lens, the fisheye lens in the woods at first and then going down the streets on a bike, I think. Yeah, it's high, it's high octane, a lot of energy. And, and straight to the door of this house. And then it starts off what feels like a kind of very 90s sitcom type yeah, thing about three on. guys, yeah. you know, three roommates trying to find a housemate. Well, it's, um, it's Cameron. We meet Cameron first and he's at the door. He's excited about going up to meet some people. It's obviously they're fairly cool, although looking at it now in the 90s, they look fairly biff, actually. But a trendy sort of place in Edinburgh. I think it's set in Edinburgh. Is that right? Could be. And yeah, yeah. So potentially getting it in on this flat where there's some like-minded young people, whatever. And they give him literally like an interview. There's the three of them, Alex, David, and Juliet. And they're fucking grilling him. Yeah. And they they and taunt him like about the judges on fucking. It's like Dragon's Den. Dragon's Den, and yeah. they are. They taunt him about his Velcro shoes. Yeah, and they just fucking pan him. It's and, so cool. And his lack of charisma. They're like, you know, even David here, which is yeah, Christopher Eccleston. They're like, he's a chartered accountant, but at least he tries. <laughs> and um, they did say, like, what the fuck makes you think we'd want to live with someone like you? And he's crestfallen and just hoofed out. They're the flat. really mean. He has to walk down the stairs as they fucking laughing and just like abusing him. And there's a, a, a cavalcade of other potential flatmates. There's a just... goth girl. They're like, oh, what shade of black do you decide to wear? And <laughs> somebody they ask, oh, when was the the last time somebody said to you, you are the sunshine of my life? They're asking all these bizarre questions to up- upset them. And eventually they come across Hugo. Yeah. Keith Allen. So as soon as Keith Allen appears, you know, some he's fucking a weird shit's going to yeah. happen. And he's very enigmatic and quite smartly dressed. And he answers all their questions proficiently. There's a recurring thing that really, there's a couple of things that really date the movie. One is the fact that there's no mobile phones because this was 1994, did you say? That's right, yeah. And wow, it's so, not that long ago there was no mobile phones. But the phone yeah. rings all the time for They've her. They've got a rotary old school phone so there's wow. probably kids watching that going what is that what is that yeah <laughs> and it rings all the time for her various lovers i think including a pen pal who may be alex yeah. who writes her letters about being aroused and inflamed so yeah post <laughs> and telephones not things anybody else gets anymore yeah and yeah so hugo he he basically i think it's juliet's quite taken with him and he is given the the fourth room in the flat and we see him move in and he's got a very heavy weird suspicious looking suitcase yeah and some other stuff and i think he lasts not even 24 hours yeah. before he dies yeah, yeah that's right they in fu- suspicious they circumstances. Him- probably a drug overdose although we do see his dick but it's never revealed how erect it was or how he died but i think we're, we're just meant to believe that it's a 
drug overdose. Yeah, she he Alex finds some drugs. Oh, he does. The, he does in, in the drawer. Yeah, he does find a load of drugs. Yeah. Uh, so we get to see his dick, and later on we get to see Juliet's tits. So there's balance. Sorry, we meant to believe that he put the drugs away <laughs> afterwards. They found. I think it's extra drawer. drugs because right, he right, had it, it, prepared needles, right. and uh, but he was but he was arranged sort of very painterly like mm. in the bed with the red silk sheets around but, him. But that's not all they find. No, because no. when they do, Alex immediately goes through all his stuff. Mm-hmm. As you would. Uh, he's a real wild card. That's Ewan McGregor's character. And he is very much like Renton, I thought, from Trainspotting. It's yeah. uncanny how much he looks like Malcolm McDowell when he was young. Yeah, he does actually. Like, yeah. Really uncanny. And yeah, immediately, like, they're, they're, Juliet's like, what are you doing? You know, I mean, I was thinking, like, having had a dead person in my house it's treated as a crime scene right mm. and he's like immediately just fucking rifling through everything and yeah. touching everything and, and moving stuff around and but they, yeah they do they find the suitcase and as soon as he opens it up it's like the pop fiction thing but they do actually show you in this it's it, full it, so it was a million pounds Did they rented and they rented it yeah it cost it, it cost them a thousand pounds to rent a million pounds for the day <laughs> It's a nice yeah, I, did like, I did like that fact. Yeah, that's good. And so, obviously, then they've got a decision to make: do we call the authorities? Like, yeah, probably should, and inform them. And actually, they have to sleep on it for quite a few days. I think it lasts because the body is starting to be a bit smelly. Yeah. So basically, the, the conundrum is: we either tell the well, I think they would have had three choices. They could have just taken the suitcase and still hidden, told hidden the authorities, that, and still then, phoned yeah. someone and said, we've got a dead guy here. Or the choice is give everything up or get rid of the body and keep the money. Yeah. And eventually... I know, think it's Alex is mostly pushing for it. Yeah, he's they the They come up with cards. the idea that they're going to keep the money and they're going to take the body it, out to the woods. It's such a massive amount of money. They never have to work again. Mm. They, you know, they can do everything they want. All their dreams will come true. All they've got to do is get Whilst rid of this. they are stupid, they still, I guess, have seen enough films or <laughs> enough, like, mafia stuff or whatever to know that you can't just instantly spend the money. It's fucking suspicious. So... They they know how to. We haven't dealt with the corpse yet. Though. They know how to like deal with the body in terms of trying to not allow any sort of identification. So it's arms, well, hands and feet, hands, and feet, teeth. and smash the teeth in. Yeah, and then there's a, but there's a debate. Well, there's first of all there's a debate about who's going to do it. And... They say it should be her. You're a doctor. You kill people every day. <laughs> That's quite a good little line. <laughs> they draw stores, and it's it's David, and he says he can't do it, but they eventually sort of kind of bully pressure him into doing it and, it's and you like see got- him shot from a distance doing it like and like with a hacksaw yeah they go for, they go on a little shopping trip to b&q and then they get and he's just puking while it he's made like me think of the mules the- because they went apparently did the mm. shopping before they did the parents it, over here it always makes me think of the sky burials they do in the himalayas and they have to do the same thing so the the wild birds of prey take it they haven't got you know, the facilities to, right. to burn or, or even yeah. there's no trees up there, you know, so it's just barren. And and so what they do, they get these monks, they get, and they it's the only time they drink and they get absolutely smashed. And then and they, they, they go and chop the bodies into pieces so the, the wildlife Jesus. and the birds can come and take them. Lovely. Well, this yeah, is not, not quite like that, but I, I, yeah. They, yeah, they've drawn the straws, they've done the body. So the, off the back of the straws, it's David, Christopher Eccleston's accountant who has to do it. But they, at the same time, have a debate about whether how deep they need to dig the grave, hence the title Shallow Grave, because that is what's going to eventually mm. trip them up. And so they do do it, 
and they have a sort of life returns to normal. The the money is stashed upstairs in the attic. They can't spend it because they're worried that the the paranoia basically well, they do kicks go, in almost immediately. They do go on a little bit of a spending spree though, don't they? It's, After it's the charity an, ball. Yeah, there's a couple of days and then they go out on a ball and it's kind of ambiguous about whether there's a relationship going on with any of the three of them. Yeah. I got the feeling that Alex, Alex and, and Juliet were doing something, but no, I didn't know whether I think there was a throttle or her, what but, was going on. Yeah. But the well, two of them kick the whole dynamic in a group up, isn't it? Yeah, and it's Juliet who says, Let's to him, because he's Alex, your Gregor's character, he's like a bit sixes and sevens. He's a journalist and there's obviously people sniffing around about there's a but I think there's a there's a break in downstairs. And at the well, same there's... time we're getting a, a a a couple of scenes of two fucking really shady guys and we know they're shady because they keep killing people yeah. who are obviously looking for this Hugo character and he's I guess ripped them off. He's got this million quid from drug money somewhere that he's got. It's Peter Mullan who we've seen he's the so it's him keith allen and Jim mcgregor who then return for trainspotting mm. and they're just yeah going around they kill the first guy in a bathtub and then the next guy they torture in a like, freezer. chest freezer and they yeah. they just put bags of flour to trap him in there after they've got the information and i think they've broken into the flat downstairs that's right which spooks everyone and then juliet says well, let's go and spend some money and that freaks david out yeah and because david's the one who's done all the dismemberment his paranoia levels and he's fucking gone so he's a, he's living in the attic yeah he basically now, lives he? in the attic he is well now, and the fact that they've the juliet and alex have had this big bonding moment we've mm. even had the train spotting little baby yes. prototype yeah. on the stairs yeah. as they spend their money and uh, so yeah he's become deeply deeply paranoid and so he retreats up into the loft he drills about a million holes spine. that you actually never see from when you're in the <laughs> no in the flat it's itself that, you're in the, all yeah the, when the he, police come later i was thinking why aren't they going <laughs> he's got millions of holes in the Swiss cheese above you but he's like going around and looking and, and you know paranoid just staring and trying to find out what's going on and well, then, the whole upstairs is kind of like a run for him then isn't it he can slide and pull himself across to he's go creepy. to the little holes to to see the different rooms yeah. and, and people he's, he's, the way he moves around is really creepy it. he's yeah. lost it but the guy the police i think come and have a chat and say well did i thought you had a fourth was there not a fourth it's a good scene that one write it down he says and the, the the different room i think it's only juliet and alex that they interview and they clearly haven't quite got their story straight but they just deny everything and they say no no we don't and and I think the police says, what about what if I told you his car was parked outside? Yeah. And Alex is like, like completely throws him. He's like, well, it's not. I just, what if I told you that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, he columbos kind of, him, actually. He doesn't around, he? Doesn't he says, oh, just one last thing. He yeah. columbos him, I think. <laughs> but the these two... I wonder how many police do that. These two gangster guys do eventually make it in. I think we've spoken about this scenes. I'm sure it was Harry who mentioned it. It was injuries, and it's where they crowbar... Alex's legs. They Alex's do, shins. They do both his shins with yeah. the crowbar. And whilst he's got hit, they've kind of tried to suffocate him a little bit with a plastic bag over his head. And then they do the shins and they fucking whack Juliet as well, I think. They, they, no, well, David smacks her about later. Yeah, she gets a good beating every now and then. <clears throat> David kind of Batmans them in the loft. Because oh, um, he's up there hiding, seeing all this. He's up there. Out. And I think they let on that it's up there or they see the hatch and they go up there and the first guy is is put down and then 
Peter Mullins looking around and you just see David run at him from behind and fucking whack him with a hammer and then they just chucked out the hatch bang bang onto the floor and he's gone he's gone from sort of nebbish accountant to like serial killer, serial killer in in the space of a few that's weeks that's right he's and gone full Rambo up there. now you've got the other two on the floor with okay they were fucking like balls deep in a pretty serious crime but now it's fucking like dead guys as well as yeah. a bit of grand yeah, well it's gone it's gone from them finding a dead body and dismembering it and keeping the money to now going they're doing the murdering so yeah. it's it's flipped yeah and, and the, the all along the the money has been kept in the roof in a sort of water it's in the water cylinder or something thing. like that yeah but the the group it's very fractured now so well julia and julia goes to a travel agent yeah she goes to a travel agent to get to organize herself to organize a ticket anywhere essentially out of there to rio and then she comes back and s- sort of starts up a relationship with david very quickly yeah where they're now sleeping together in the loft and suddenly alex is on the outside of the triumvirate mm. so he now starts to realize that things are getting out of control is this when he decides to the, call the, the policeman police? the colombo dude has left him his card and he takes the rotary like shitty old phone yeah there's really no way of sneakily doing this because it's it's <laughs> it's not cordless <laughs> yeah he has to pull that into his room and david and Juliet are down there they can obviously see it's gone into the bedroom and he's like who are you fucking calling and things come to a head where they just have a huge fucking ding dong yeah where Juliet gets slapped about there's a fight i mean and then eventually it all ends up with alex well david gets well, killed well actually before that we should rewind that because there's been a discovery by someone who works in the woods or a dog walker or something like that that this, this shallow, shallow grave has grave. been discovered mm. and they've actually been back david's been back and he's put the two gangster guys in there the the newspaper's got alex sent down there to go and investigate what's going on and write the story and he obviously knows exactly what's going on because he's party to it all yeah and so everything's starting to unwind because they david's now fucking furious because he said we should have dug the fucking grave that's deeper. right so david's fucking raging because he he now thinks that you know this is alex's fault because he didn't dig the grave deep enough so now yeah. the fucking heat is on now it's um, made it to the press there's a it gets triple even, triple corpse yeah horror or something of his newspaper and so he's able to, alex is able to he just we just see him he's got a stack of these newspapers and he's tearing the front page yeah we don't know exactly know why then we we go back to where we were which was the big fight in the flat and juliet's been punched it's fairly brutal mm. and david has has knocked alex down and actually stabs him right through his shoulder you see the knife he's pinned to the ground he can't do anything and just as he's about to finish him off the knife you just see the knife basically come through his esophagus yeah um, but juliet has done him and then she just says to alex i'm sorry but i yeah, i have to go on i have to go alone you can't come with me and she gets her shoe and just fucking hammers the the knife through him just a bit more to really fucking pin him to the ground it's brutal and you mcgregor's <laughs> screams are he's a really good performance yeah and so she's off. She goes off into the car to go to the airport, and she's in a mini. And she does go to the airport, and I think we see the the police come into the apartment, 
and obviously Dave is dead and we see him on a gurney and whatever and then it cuts back to Juliet and she's fucking sobbing and you, you yeah. don't know exactly why just maybe it's the whole situation is, has fucking got to her and the like, realisation that what the, this crazy shit they've got involved with but then it pans to the suitcase and it's just stacks and stacks of where the money was is the newspaper headline that Alex has cut up and he cuts back to the flat with him pinned to the floor with a knife through him and the camera just tracks straight down the blade of the knife into the floorboards and all the money yeah is in the floorboards which he's he's stashed away i think he did it when they were doing it yeah yeah i think so too and then there's a, a closing monologue because the film opened with a monologue by david yeah. and it finishes and you realize the monologue is from him beyond the grave i think yeah. to finish it all off but it's left with a kind of ambiguous ending of will alex somehow be okay to get away with it yeah to collect the money there's certainly the the smug sort of celebratory look on his face while he's been stabbed but knows that he's at least happy that he's fucked Juliet off yeah and David's dead I think that's what it is I don't know whether any of them make it it doesn't it doesn't tie up in a in a completely nice bow but there's enough ambiguity there you're like well maybe 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 who knows maybe didn't maybe didn't so a little 90s thriller about how money poisons relationships and paranoia and that sort of thing by and, Danny and so does multiple homicides and, you know, yeah. all that shit. Yeah, that doesn't help. It allowed him to go on and make train spotting afterwards. And there's so well. many similarities. Yeah. And there's one of those things where people kind of posit an idea that it that could be in the same universe because Hugo is a drug dealer. Yeah. Could and be the same. Plays Hugo. a drug dealer in transport. It's a pity he wasn't renting in. Yeah. In, in, well, you know, you never know because maybe going under. He's a kind of zany and crazy in this, and yeah, whatever. These are though three of the most dislikable people that it's like possible to center a movie around, and that was part. Of the I did enjoy this. It's kind of a trashy sort yeah. of good premise and all that sort of thing, but they're also dislikable. You just don't give a fuck who comes out on top. Yeah. No. As soon as they have that interview. Yeah, the, you know, you they're realize, horrible. They're horrible. You, you realize, yeah, yeah. oh, these are all assholes. Even if you find yourself laughing at some of the things they say, to because some they of the people, they, they fuck Cameron again at the ball that they go to later on. They're yeah. horrible to him, and then it, it Alex goes for a piss, and there's like a knock on on the cubicle behind him. He turns around, it's Cameron and two of his mates, and they give him like fucking good hiding. Yeah, and, and you feel he, no sympathy for him which at all. He had coming. Yeah, he yeah, had yeah. it coming. But it's got like all the sort of Danny Boyle trademarks. Yeah, I think you know the high electro octane, soundtrack, yeah, the and, soundtrack, and, and it's high Yeah, exactly where he then developed this film into others. Like Train Spotting's the obvious one, but there's you know in each of it, it's a very much a Danny Boyle feeling film, very much so because it's a Danny Boyle film. I don't think I've seen Kerry <laughs> Fox in anything else ever. No, you haven't seen who Kerry Fox, the one who plays Juliet. She was good. The performances are good, but you're right. They are like complete scumbags. Though. Yeah. They had it all coming. Eccleston's good in this, and so is McGregor's really good as well. They, so. it, the, the one thing that was irritating me is it has this kind of plinky plonk piano line throughout the whole soundtrack, and that was really dated and mm. it didn't work for me. Mm. But I did enjoy the movie. I mean, it's a it's real like, short runtime. Yeah, 90 minute little yeah. 90s thriller. Mm. Really objectionable people, but getting them, watching them get stabbed and stuff. Yeah. Decent. 